Hey, what's up, guys? Welcome to another episode of Get Close. I'm Gio. And I'm Bart. And this week, I want to talk and kind of flip the script on you because last week you asked me about my kind of kind of a microcosm of the little world I was growing up in. So yeah. you started off by saying, like, we've known each other since 2008. We've been together for a total of 15 years. And we literally know everything about each other, right? Yeah. Um, but on the, on we, the surface level. No, on a deep level. What the hell are you talking you about? You think you know me deeply? A hundred percent. Like I can make decisions on your behalf. What the fuck are you talking about, dude? Okay. What if I go to uh, McDonald's right now? What am I gonna order? Uh, so you're gonna get chicken nuggets. You're gonna get a coke with extra ice. Um, it depends on kind of your mood too. You don't always get a fucking what is that fish thing called? Fish fillet. Yeah, you don't always get a fish fillet, but who knows? You might be feeling saucy that day. I'll kind of have to fill you out. And if you do get a fish fillet, then you probably will get a Sprite. But if not, then you're just probably going to stick to uh, what's that burger? The fucking quarter pounder. What is it called? See, I knew you were going to get it wrong. I just don't know the McDonald's menu like you know the McDonald's menu. The double quarter pounder. With Mac sauce. Yep. Yes. Yeah. And you want it all large. What the fuck are you talking about? All right. If I can on a deep level. <laughs> <laughs> that's your gauge yep. if I know your fucking McDonald's order yep. and I know I'll never get it wrong because I have your orders on my phone oh yeah yeah what about what's my Taco Bell <laughs> order well they don't have the pizza anymore um, no I, I only get you one you get a thing. steak fucking chalupa you do know me <laughs> okay you passed the test that's it that's the test you're so wet would you know someone's McDonald's <clears throat> and Taco Bell order that's how you know you're What's close. my Taco Bell order? You get the Crunchwrap Supreme and then the fucking uh, nachos. No, I don't get I the you, fucking I nachos. You. <laughs> Is that what you said? Okay, anyway, so yeah, then last week you were talking about um, how we've been together for 15 years. We do know a lot about each other, but, you know, we haven't lived the lives that we like we I can't go into your military career, for example, and yeah. actually see all the ins and outs of it because. Yeah. It's only been experienced through your eyes and your eyes only. So Isn't that sad? That I can't experience it with you? Like when you get to know someone, you don't get to experience what they experience. Yeah. You just get to experience their traumas. Oh, I mean, if you put it that way, yeah. That's you know sad. what I mean? Like you don't yeah. get to experience like when my mom was loving and caring. You just get to experience the result of me getting fucked up by my mom. And now I'm throwing it all on you. And then likewise, same thing, you know? Yeah. Like the person that's like, like scared of dogs. Like I don't get to go, oh, at the time that Gio was happy with the dog, I just get the Gio that was like, <laughs> that's why I never will have a dog. Yeah, that's yeah, what yeah, I yeah. get. Yeah. I don't see it that way. So when you pitched it that way just now, I was like, oh shit, I never considered it that way. Because the way I look at it is, yeah. the way I see it be sad is that I don't get to know the truth. Right, not uh, that not that it's a lie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you but get my version. Yeah, I get your version of what it really was like. So if we go like if you were to tell me about a fishing story and you're like, Yeah, man, I was so good at fishing, I caught a fish this big. But if I'm there, then I'm like, No, it wasn't that big. It was actually <laughs> such a hater. It was this big. Oh yeah, yeah, it could be bigger. It was that big. Or like, no, yeah. you're actually really good. Or no, you actually really, really suck. That's why I think um <clears throat> military guys love talking with other military guys. To kind of gauge how their perspectives were. Oh. You know? Yeah. Like, or, or even people that have been through specific, unique things. Like, yeah. Oh, wait. Your parents were in that cult, too? Dude, did you yeah. do this? Did you do this? Or I think even like, with hobbies, too. You yeah. also get to see their level of, like, um, uh, devotion that they had for it. Like, if I'm talking to someone else, let's say about volleyball, because we did talk about in the, in the other episode about my career in that. Not even a career, but, like, my time playing it. Um, if I talk to someone else that plays, like if they're like, oh, you played volleyball too, I'll start, you know, engaging in that conversation. And then I'll start asking questions to kind of see where their skill level is at. And I'd be like, oh, okay, cool. Yeah. Yeah. So that is, it's cool. But that's my sad version of it where I'm like, oh, I don't really get to see if you were as badass or as like shitty as you say you were. Like you were probably the opposite of it or like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. So for you, <clears throat> for this week, I do want to cover more of like your military career and like, the stories and everything that happened there because I do get snippets of it and it sounds because it's coming from you and you're an, you're an ultra positive person and you do see the lesson and everything so I think you give it to me already super filtered yeah um <clears throat> where it seems like it wasn't really a big deal or like a big bother 
And honestly, it seems like you had a lot of fun. <laughs> like the stories sound gnarly because sometimes you're getting your ass beat and you're getting like clowned on and it just sounds like it was like physically excruciating. But it sounds like it was always fun times. Well, I think military <clears throat> teaches you how to have fun. You know how like, uh, what do they say? Like the, um, there's a phrase that's like, like the hardest present makes your fondest memories mm. it's like that yeah where like the military is like the ultimate definition of that like when it's fucking hard as fuck and you want to quit and like nothing is going your way like there's a, a term <clears throat> in the military called embrace the suck like don't fight it just embrace it like give me more give me more um those are the stories that you share over campfires yeah not like oh dude i had a whole pound of like Sara Lee pound cake and it tastes delicious. Everyone's yeah, like, you don't remember that shit. This guy's boring. You yeah. Know? So like, uh, I think the military is the definition of how do you make hard things fun? Yeah. And I think the better you are at it, the better you do in the military. Yeah. Okay. So, um, what is a memory right now that sticks out to you? The one that has been sticking out as of recent, the most is my, uh, two hour fire watch every night okay so explain that how do you what is a fire watch how old were you and how'd you get into that how did that happen so um when i don't know if you do this but like i've been working out for a long time since i was 15 i'm 39 this year so 24 years and i like to kind of gauge myself with myself to see like oh is my cardio better than before mm. is my strength better than than before um, do I feel like I have less T than before or am I recovering T testosterone. testosterone? Like I like to gauge, you know, I'm like, is my recovery slowing down? Cause everyone says, you know, once you get to a certain age, like, oh, wow, you're a scientist. I don't do that. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm like, do I feel like my recovery, it takes longer to recover? Um, do I feel less mobile? Um, do I feel less like drive to train? Like I like to like kind of piece all those things together. And when I piece them all together right now, I actually feel like I'm in the best shape of my life. Mm. So at my current weight, this is the strongest I've ever been. Um, recovery wise, I don't feel the, oh, if I do squats, I can't move for three days. Like, I don't feel that. <laughs> you know, I don't, yeah. I don't feel that. Um, I don't feel like I have too much saggy titties just yet because I know like it's inevitable. One day I'm going to look like Arnold Schwarzenegger where everything just droops now. I feel like I'm still kind of like perky and tight. Um, and my cardio is the best it's ever been. So because of that, it makes me, and I have actually good vision. So when I take all these things, I'm like, dude, like at 39, I feel like I'm in my peak shape and I'm at my best self. So I, I take this person and I'll plug it back into old phases and go like, do I think I, how, would I have succeeded more? than I did in the past, you know, cause like, you know, like one of the things that we talked about was like a few years ago, I was actually thinking about reenlisting just cause I didn't really feel like I got the most out of my military career. And I felt like to me, and a lot of people might not agree, but boot camp to me was extremely fucking hard. Uh, uh the Marine Corps boot camp. And then I think back, I'm like, why was it so fucking hard for me? And it was, so you're saying a lot of people don't agree that boot camp is hard? No, no, no. Boot camp is for sure hard. Okay. And the Marine Corps boot camp is for sure the hardest. But there's a lot of people that don't think um, they were on the verge of quitting ever. They just oh. realized it was hard. But for me in boot camp, I felt like I was on the verge of quitting almost every single week. I just toughed it through all the time. And I think back and I think the hardest thing that made it so difficult was my two hour fire watch because I got framed for something in the beginning of boot camp. So in the beginning of boot camp, so in boot camp, they have as much physical training as there are. There's fucking what they call like fuck fuck games, like <laughs> mind fuck games too. Yeah, yeah. Because you need to be mentally tough. Yeah. And uh, physically tough. So physically, obviously, you're doing jumping jacks, pull ups, running five yeah, over five miles a day. Yeah, but the psychological warfare. Yeah, you have that. Then randomly, everyone's standing at attention at their bunk. They're like, okay. So I know someone in here stole the peanut butter from the chow hall. And you can go down and probably do a polygraph test, fucking hold their pulse, and you'll find out no one stole anything. It's just an excuse to play fuck fuck games now. So now everyone, 
Everyone open your fucking foot locker, which is like the little locker that you keep all your shit. Dump it on the fucking ground now. So everyone's dumping all their shit on the ground. The drone structure are flying through the middle, kicking everyone's shit, like kicking my clothes into your clothes, his underwear into his underwear, making you take off your boots, him put up his, uh, put on him, taking the beds, throwing it on the ground, the sheets, pillows. Just imagine a fucking tornado goes through. All right, now you have 60 seconds to clean this shit up. Now, 60, 59, 58, 57, and everyone's just fuck, just mind fuck games to the max, you know? And in one of those mindfuck games, I forgot how, but I got in trouble for something I didn't do. So I got assigned two hours firewatch. And what firewatch is, you know, at a military base when you're camped out, like let's say you're going to go to war, not everybody can go to sleep because the enemy can come and just fucking kill your ass, yeah, right? Yeah, of course. So every <clears throat> single hour you have one person assigned to wake up within that hour and kind of do a patrol and make sure everything is cool. So it might be like you have nine o'clock shift. So you go, you're walking around at 10 or maybe 9.45, you come wake me up. Hey, Quan, it's your turn. So I get, I put my clothes on and then you can't go to sleep until I'm up to make sure that the baton is passed. I'm up. I go walk around 10.45 go to someone else. Hey, it's your turn. And then they wake up. And so that way every... So everyone only had one hour, but you had two hours? Well, there's 90 people. So some people don't even have it every night. You know, some people might only get it like once a week, like one hour of week of, of sleep missing. Or some people might even get it once a month because there's a lot of people to rotate. They just want to make sure you get a taste of it, not that it's a punishment. <clears throat> I got two hours every night. So if everyone is already... What did you do? I forgot, but I didn't do it. And so every, uh, every night, if everyone only slept six hours, I only slept four. And that happened the entire, um, what is it called? Three months? Second phase of boot camp. Second oh. phase is when you go into the mountains and you learn how to shoot and stuff. How long was that? Uh, 30 days. And that's when I remembered having a fever the entire 30 days of boot camp. So I think that's why it was so fucking hard. Because I remember like, um, you know when you have like body aches and pains? Yeah. I remember we'd get, be giddy on gravel and you're learning how to shoot from the prone. And I would go and I'm like, oh, like my elbows would fucking ache and everything was was hurting. And I'm like looking around. I'm like, fuck, is it just me? Because no one knows what a, a month long fever feels like. And body aches, you know, so I'm like, what the fuck? And then every, I feel really lethargic. I can't really move or anything like that. And then finally, it, the, the final culmination is when I got strep throat at the end of it. And that's when I was like, the fuck is that? Phone? You. Oh, that was when um, <clears throat> uh, my, my body was burning hot like crazy. So um, I wanted to make sure I finished the crucible. The crucible is like the final event in second phase two. It's like the hardest event in boot camp uh, that you have to finish before you become a oh, Marine. Oh, you didn't. I mean, not that I expect you to, but that's tight that you didn't go. I, did, like, I don't want to bitch out on that. I want to make sure to finish the Crucible because from the beginning, they, everyone tells you about the Crucible. It's like a three-day event, 50 miles on foot, full pack, go, go, do all these like 10, 20 obstacle courses and stuff. So I want to make sure I did that. So after I did that, I came back. My body was on fire, and that's when I go, doosh, 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 and you, that's when you can request attention from your drone instructor. Go boom, boom, boom. Like this recovery. What are you hitting? Through. What's douche? Like, like, douche. A, like a wall. There's like this little wooden panel that you hit. It's called requesting mass. I, I think it's called requesting mass. But you pretty much like you just want to speak to someone. Like go do do do. This recruit request speech permission to drone instructor whoever, whoever. And then he comes out, and then I was like, this recruit believes he has a fever, sir. And he goes, how the fuck do you know? <laughs> and he chokes me. <gasps> and he goes, holy shit, you're burning up. Like that's his that's his fucking thermometer. You know, it's like, holy shit, you're fucking burning up. <laughs> <laughs> and then, oh my so the, god so they had to take me to like the the hospital but um that's the memory that's been on my mind the most is i'm like damn had i because i think maybe that might have been the first like um thing that made me check out of the military like like the first layer of burnout you know burnout comes in phases yeah so i think that could have been where that was like the first one i was like fuck that was so unnecessarily hard and then that made me maybe go like, I just want to focus on school. Yeah, I just want to get out of here. And then so maybe when I had like <clears throat> more opportunities, because my unit was super fucking cool. Like they did all kinds of cool shit, jumping, jumping out of airplanes and whatever. I think when there's more opportunities for different schooling to come up, maybe that's why I, subconsciously I didn't know, but I turned it down because I was like, well, that was fucking crazy. I might as well just keep with the whole school thing. I got into UCLA anyways. Yeah, keep, yeah. You know? Yeah, because you were like, well, where is this even going to take me? Yeah. You didn't know. So I think that that's, as a reason, that has been like the memory on my mind where like, if I didn't get the two hours fire watch every night, had I had, might have had a different experience, you know. And then after you go there, what? Where else do you go? Like uh, your after head. boot camp? No, no, no. Your head. Like oh. When you're like. In my head. 
Um, then after that, I think that's it. It just ends them. It's just because there's nothing I can control. Yeah. So it's just like, okay. Um, but I also do think that like there's still a part of me that always feels like like I didn't get the most out of it. Yeah. So I think that's why I'm always like taking these tactical courses and I'm like, what can I do to kind of like make up for lost time? What can I do to kind of brush up my skills to what, where I think it should have been yeah. had I graduated there? Okay. So had you graduated there? I mean, oh. had I like maximized all the classes I could have done. Okay. And what were some of the things that, um, that you didn't maximize? That I didn't maximize? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That you're like, fuck, I didn't, I didn't get to do that. So I didn't go to jump school. Everyone in my unit went to jump school. And you were the only one that didn't do it? Um, and how did that one, happen? One of the few. So, so Did you sign like a waiver and you're like, no, nah, I don't want this? So my unit is an Anglico unit, which is Air, Naval, Gun, Liaison Company. So my unit is, um, when they say Air, Naval, it's like controlling the skies, controlling the planes. It's like an amphibious attack. And then my controlling unit, the sky and controlling the planes. You mean the ships? The ships. Controlling okay. the ships, controlling the skies. Um, so it's people like uh, going in the front lines of the battle. Like my unit is full of forward observers. Those are the guys that jump out of the planes, go super forward, kind of almost like borderline reconnaissance type stuff. And then they're able Sick. to like locate where we need to be. And then they come. And you knew that this was all happening? I didn't know. Oh. Like when you're when you're in it, like when you when that's why I think I also signed up with the wrong mindset. I signed up with the mindset of like. So wait, when you signed up, was this after boot camp when you signed up? No, you go to, so you go to the recruiting office. Yeah. Oh, the, that is your sign up. The steps is this. You, you go, oh, I want to be in the military. So you go to recruiting office and you go, I want to enlist. So in the enlistment path, they'll tell you your job that you get to pick. And then they go, this is what you, what I want. They go, okay, cool. You got to take the ASVAP. If you pass it and, and you get the right score, you can get that. So I went into that going, I'm going to go to college anyways. Oh, I so see. Almost you wanted of, bare minimum so stuff. Almost none of that stuff even really mattered. Um, and they might have told me how cool my unit was but i was like you're like yeah but it's only temporary so i think none of it had i been really really present yeah you know so it wasn't until like i think almost when i um when i was in then i talked to all my other buddies at units i'm like what did you do for drill and they're like oh i just did this all day i was in the office all day what did you do for drill and i did this and like what did you do i'm like dude i've seen fucking airplanes fly through the sky i've been in uh uh like Humvee attack simulators. What do you mean you've seen airplanes fly in the sky? Don't we all see that? Like jets and shit. Oh, okay. Jets and missiles and fucking gunfire. Like I, like the movie shit. Yeah. You know, like most people. Are, and even then, because you're such a like a, you're such a like a guy's guy. And you love like anything that challenges your physical strength, your mental capacity. Like you just love getting in it. When you were looking at all these things, you still weren't curious. Because that's me now. I think me having slight regret, it made me who I am now. Oh, but I But when see. I'm in it, I'm so past it, you know? I'm I in it, see. I'm so, UCLA, gotta become a doctor. Um, like I didn't, I don't think I had the uh, time and even the bandwidth to appreciate the presence. I see, I see. Yeah. So then what were more of the things, so yeah, I, I know I didn't let you get into how you were able to not go to jump school. Yeah. But what were some of the things that you got to experience then? Looking back at it. That made it cool? Yeah. So, uh, or just in general, I guess. Just anything, any memory that you have. I had the coolest fucking unit in the world. I okay, swear to how God. Okay, how so? So, like, um, so my, my job is supply. Yeah. Usually supply guys, they're in a warehouse because they're keeping track of inventory for the whole unit. Like anything that you need, literally from the highlighters to staplers to first aid kits to, to your Kevlar's to everything. Yeah. yeah. Everything you, Kevlar's, you need. Kevlar's, yes. Yeah. That's literally what supply does. So all my supply friends are in a warehouse. Um, at my unit, we also have supply because every unit has like all the jobs. But my unit, because it's almost like special operations capable, like they support a lot of like the special ops guys. My unit does a lot of cool shit. And with a cool unit comes a cool culture. So, for example, a typical unit might be like, um, all right, guys, we're going to go on a 10 mile moto run. Moto run meaning like let's just something. Let's just get the whole group together and we're going to have some camaraderie. It has nothing to do with requirements or anything. Let's just go and then we'll, we'll, we'll struggle together. They might go, oh, the admin guys, uh, you guys stay back. You know, they might just be like, it's cool. Like, exclude them. In a, in a uh, more elite unit, they, there's none of that. 
everyone's doing everything. So um, even when, but the job still needs to be done in garrison, meaning like back at home base, that still needs to be done. So they'll go, I need every section to send two guys. So every single like super cool field exercise, at least for my first two years in the Marine Corps, I was sent there because I was the, the junior Marine. What's the super cool? What's one of the super cool fields? So I'll, I'll explain some of them. Oh. But, but like all the field training exercises, which in retrospect is what looks cool. It's tough in the moment, but in retrospect, that's the cool shit. Like the 20 mile hikes, the 30 mile hikes, those things. Um, I got sent to all of them. So I think that even had further burnout. Oh, I bet. Because I got there going, okay, cool. I'm just doing supplies. I'm going to do a supply. I just want to inventory some shit. I'm going to study. I'm going to get in. I'm going to go to UCLA. I'm going to do whatever. And then I remember showing up like on a Thursday and thinking I'm going to go home at five o'clock. They go, no, you're staying. You're going to get on that bus. You guys are going to Camp Pendleton. I'm like, well, shit. When, when am I coming back? Sunday night at like eight or nine. I'm like the whole weekend. They're like, yeah, because you're going. And I'm like, what the fuck? And then so for the first two years, my college was fucked. But I did cool shit. So um, one of the coolest things that I experienced was um, in the military, you always hear like the, the, these cool like special ops stuff, like special operations, like secret, you know, like units and stuff. And with Instagram, a lot of those guys come to light. A lot of people know David Goggins. A lot of people know Tim Kennedy because their situations in the stores are so unique. It becomes widely publicized. But before the age of social media, like knowing a Navy SEAL's existence or a Force Recon's existence, it's like, a unicorn. It's like you never meet them. It's a unicorn. Yeah, you meet a ton of people from the Army, a ton of people from the Marine yeah. Corps or whatever, but you don't meet their yeah, life. Yeah, why would they be there where you're at? <laughs> yeah, but you always hear these things, you know, and then you hear that they go by their own rules. And you're like, oh, shit, what the fuck? So um, <laughs> one of my first training, <clears throat> we went into Camp Pendleton, and then past the initial guard gates, we would go to another, like, two other almost like gated communities within the community. And then I, mm. I saw something that said like Mount or whatever training. And there are certain uh, training areas that you go, wait, I know that that's where I heard. That's almost like going like entering into area 51. You know, when you go into area 51, you're like, this is where I hear the aliens are. Like you would hear like certain terms. And you're like, oh, that's what I overheard that force recon or Navy SEALs train or whatever, you know? So I would be in the bus and we would enter and then, uh, and in the Marine Corps, everyone goes by rank. One person that's one rank above you, you're like, yes, corporal, yes, sergeant. And it's like every, it's almost like being Korean. Like, like I'm three months older than you, bow. You know, it's like that. <laughs> so it's, it, it has that feel. When we got there, this corporal, which is not too high of a guy, comes up and then talks to um, our commanding officer, like buddy, buddy. Hey, what's up, man? Like, you never say man. It's like, yes, sir. No, sir. If you're talking about officer, hey, what's up, man? All right, cool. All you guys are here. Like very just conversational. And I was like, who the fuck is this guy? I was like, because I also heard in the special operations is very relaxed. So I'm like, oh, fuck. yeah, you've already made it. Yeah. I'm like, is this guy <laughs> one of those mythical creatures? And then I look, he's wearing camis up top and he's wearing denim jeans at the bottom. You never mix and match clothes either. And I'm like, oh, fuck, this is fucking him. This is fucking him. Did you cream? I almost did. Yeah. We walk inside. Then you see dudes with beards. You see dudes with like earrings and shit. And why are your beards so crazy? So back then, uh, you have to be clean shaven. Now there's a lot like if you see anybody in military uniform and they have full beards, it's more than likely they're special operations. and They're trying to like integrate into the countries that we're in. So seeing someone with the full like even a five o'clock shadow is no, no. So we go there. Guys with full beards, not like clean haircuts, earrings. And I was just like, oh, shit, I'm amongst these motherfuckers. So that was really cool to even like be in that environment, like go into like a like, you know, when you watch like a Marvel movie, like top secret high clearance and the fucking barbed wire on top of the fence, like that kind of shit. Yeah, I'll never experience that. And then I have buddies that are <clears throat> even in <clears throat> infantry that are supposed to be training with guns all the time. And I'll tell them, have you been to this part of Camp Pendleton? They're like, no, they've never been because they're just they're, they're, they're not, they don't need to. That's not part of the mission, you know? So I've seen people like that. I've also seen like cutting edge technology. Like, cause keep in mind, I was in the military from 2003 till 2009. So this is like almost 20 years ago. I've been in like uh, combat simulators. So like imagine a, a room that is full of a 360 projector screen. Nice. And you're in a Humvee, like a true Humvee. And you're manning a machine gun and people are popping up out of buildings and you're blasting them. So imagine like the most 
high-tech video game you've ever played. And you got a driver and you're shooting and there's still buckets around in case you get car sick, you could just throw up and then keep blasting back. Like shit like that is like, you're like, this is where Navy SEALs train because this is like the closest you can get without hurting people, without uh, wasting ammo. And only small units can come in and do stuff like this. You know, and like your unit got to do my it? unit got to do stuff like that. Like Whoa. if you have a big ass fucking unit with like fucking, I don't know, a thousand people, you can't run a thousand people through that simulator. Yeah. But ours is like small. There's only a few hundred of us. So I got to and from my section, I was one of the younger ones. So they send me all the time. So I got to do like shit like that. And why were you, why does your age matter that you're the younger one? Because uh, in it's kind of like a fraternity. So. The young cats do all the bitch work and they do all the shit that no one else wants to do. Like no one wants to. So to oh, because it sounds like that's none that none of that sounds like bitch work. It sounds awesome. It's because it's how you get there. Oh, so in the Marine Corps, you get everywhere on foot. So everyone knows it's 20 miles to get there. So do you want to spend Saturday getting somewhere on foot with your full fucking 60 pound pack? Or would you rather be in the garrison, which is back at home base in AC? You could drive out into town during lunch, get yourself some tacos, you know, be behind yeah, yeah, a computer. Yeah, send the fucking newbies. Yeah, or like hit the weights, you know, yeah. because you're not at war. So back at home base, you're not doing all those things. You don't want like the field life. Field life is 4 a.m. mornings, MREs, no shower, gunk on your face, or AC, shower every day. Got it. Restaurant but food. But that's not even cool. You don't see the cool shit there. You don't see the cool shit here. But you're as you get more senior, you've already done this. So you're like, okay, Quan, you're going to the field, you know? Got it. And then, so if you're not present, then you're like, fuck, I want to stay in garrison so I can study and do all this stuff. Yeah. But if you are, so if I could turn back the hands of time, I would go with a completely different mindset. I'm like, For sure. fuck yeah, we're going to go do this yeah. with these people. Then I would have said yes to all the super fucking cool schools, um, like, uh, you know, jump school, like combat water survivor school, dive school, all that, yeah. seer school. So going back to it, why was that so cool for you? Because it seems like you just met people. Obviously, these are high caliber people, but why was that so cool of a memory for you? Uh, the first story I said? Uh, or the yeah. second fight simulator one? Um, The first one. So it was cool because I got to meet them in their environment. I see. Like okay. I meet David Goggins at the Bellagio signing books. Got it, got it. Right? I'm not like... He's wearing fucking Under Armour rash guards or some shit. <laughs> yeah, got it, got you know, it. It's like me. It's different meeting Jocko in Afghanistan, for sure. And we're on the same team, and we're training. You yeah, know? than him like at a book signing or some shit. Yeah, or even meeting Michael Jordan when he's on the Bulls. Yeah, different. we're playing versus later on he's at Nike signing autographs. Yeah, yeah, it's, not cussing like yeah, super clean cut. It's different. Yeah, like I'm in my boots, my camis, my shit. I'm training with you. We're going to go fucking clear rooms together with You guys this did guy. that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. How like, fun. Like oh yeah, like I've seen like those uh room clearing houses. I don't even know what they're called anymore, but it's technically a two-story building, but it's only one story. But I mean that you got to do it with them with alongside them, them. With them. Yeah. So you're you're in the room clearing rooms and then the instructors are above you and they can see kind of like that movie SWAT where you yeah. can see all the movement. And they, they know where they plan the bad guys and all stuff like that. Yeah. How, how did that feel when you were like, oh, shit, I'm with them right now? So when to I see them in action, when I see them in action, that's dope. And then when it's time for me to do it, I'm like, can I go back? Because I have my biology book that I copied. Oh, my God. I, know I was so not present. I had my biology book that I Xerox copied in my cargo pocket because I need to study for my exams. So like every single day that we trained, I couldn't wait till like um, we I forgot the fucking military word, but pretty much it's like you, you camp out now. You camp out for the night. You, you pull out your sleeping bag. I couldn't wait so I can go back to study. I was so like checked wow. out. I know. That's what I think that's why like it made me want to re-enlist so bad because I'm like, man, I fucking missed out on so much stuff because I had the raw mentality. Yeah. Wow. So you were like with the Michael Jordans and you were still like, oh, God, get me out of here. Yeah. Like imagine like being at an all-star camp and then yeah, you're like yeah. dude i gotta study for biology oh versus like, and you're fuck, not even in biology yeah versus like fuck biology like this is this That's is once in a crazy. lifetime if you flunk this class you could take it in the spring you in the can. fall yeah again you can graduate college next year the, the year after that like it's always gonna be there this experience is gone. I can see now i have such a better understanding yeah and that's why every guy that i meet in the military right now 
they go, oh, I, I see the same thing in their eyes, you know. Mm. Oh, I can't wait to get out. I'm going to be a real estate agent. I'm oh, gonna, no. I'm going to be a cop. I'm going to do whatever. And I'm like, no, your career is right now. Trust me. I'm like, these memories right now get the most out of them. Or even people that are like bodybuilders, you know, because like we have to run so much in the Marine Corps that they're like, oh, I got to go PT. But later on, you're like, that's that's your foundation for the rest of your life. People don't want to lose their gains and shit like that. And I'm always like, no, dude, your career is right now. I swear to God, get the most out of it because you only have one time you can do this. Yeah. Bodybuilding, being a cop, real estate agent, all that other stuff, you can do it way later as much as you want. But when you have a kid and you got a family and a house, there's no way you're going to go back and reenlist, you know? Yeah, I yeah. mean, you could do it, but it's just, it takes a toll on yeah. the whole family. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I get it now. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> so that's the first one. The second one was the simulator. Um, and then you did, did you do that with those guys? Uh, no, that one was somewhere else. Oh, I see. Yeah, that was a completely different base. Um, was, and why was that so cool for you? Because that just didn't exist at the time? Like nobody was doing that? Yeah, like when I compare stories, you know, I'm talking about <clears throat> comparing stories, like no one has my stories. How did you do? I don't know if I got a score or whatever. But the fact that I even like did that, you know, it's yeah. almost like meeting someone like, Oh, where do you work? And like, oh, I work at SpaceX. You do? What about you? I do too. What do you do? Oh, I file papers or whatever. Like, what about you? Oh, I just like fixed the space shuttle. Like that, you know? Like the stuff that I do, my stories from same rank, same Marine Corps, my stories are way different than all my friends. Wow. But in the moment, I just didn't know. Wow. You're like, oh, I want to know about fucking biology. Yeah. Ugh. Like I just didn't. I just did like. Bummer. Yeah, I just didn't know. What's another one? Another one. That was really cool. One of the last podcasts I touched about a, a little bit, but like seeing an actual call for fire. What that does was, that mean? So call for fire is when our forward observers, they jump out of a plane and um, they land at a certain location. Then they call the jets to come and then fucking. What, why are they getting dropped off at a certain location and why do they go first? So they go to kind of like check out, scope out the area send information back oh mm. yeah there's mountains here there's whatever here so mm. the humvees that we wanted they're not going to make it you know just kind of oh. like communication and getting the lay of the land is that what don was doing don does it at a extremely high level got it so i believe he was called the jtac so jtacs um they're communication providers and that sounds lame it does but in the military under special operations Think about someone jumping from the sky in the veil of the night. So the Fuck. enemy and the enemy Does he put black paint on his face. Yeah. So like this is how they like, like to see the commercials. It. They call them green eye demons. Oh, OK, they because have you, have the the night you have the NVGs. So you just see the green eye demons come out. NVGs. So, OK, yeah. so you see these guys <laughs> jumping out of the sky <clears throat> in the veil of the night behind enemy lines unnoticed. And Don can set up internet right there. Whoa. And now he can command. What a badass now motherfucker. Now he can command the and send communication to the entire force to come and wreak havoc. You know, but you need that first guy. Wreak havoc. That's you know? a good one. It's like it's like when you're like, uh, yeah, so it's like a extremely um, highly skilled skill set, you know? Yeah. Okay, so. Scratch what I asked. So you're four forward observers. So that they're them on like a smaller level. They still jump out of planes. Okay. So that but they happened. might not be like high altitude trained or night trained or like Don could jump into the ocean with a parachute. He'll know how to package parachute in the ocean. Like, um, what a stud. Yeah. He's like on a different level, but these guys are still jumping out of planes. They go and they relay information back. And then like, let's say, okay, cool. We need support. We need to blow these motherfuckers up. They call jets come. So this, so whole, where are you at at this point when they're calling all that? So You're me, just on the sidelines? I'm on the sidelines in a seven ton. Seven ton is like those big ass fucking military trucks. Yeah. And I'm getting ready to pass out MREs. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're a bitch. Yeah, because I conduct the inventory. <clears throat> okay. You know? So when you do field stuff, um, if supply needs to be done, you're still doing your job. So in the field, I'm passing that makes sense. I'm passing shit out that needs to be passed out. Yeah. So in this case, you're the mom. You're passing out the snacks. Yeah. yeah. So I'm in the MREs, <clears throat> making sure everyone only gets one. Okay? Yeah. Yeah. Not on my watch. Yep. Good. Yeah. If I'm passing them out on Fridays, everyone I think gets like six. But if I'm just doing one at a time, everyone only gets one. I don't Good care. Good for who, you. I don't care who you are. Okay. Good for you. I'm glad you were present for that. Yeah. I don't care what kind of badass you are. You're only gonna get you one. You only get one. Yeah. Good for you. 
And uh, so I'm in the seven ton on the side, passing out MREs. So during this field training part, what was crazy is I'm just so jaded because I see everyone, all of my friends can jump out of the airplane. So I didn't think it was special. So I'm literally like hanging out. On I the, mean, you're not even on it. I know, but I'm so jaded because of that. So I'm like sitting on, on the seven ton, my fucking legs dangling. I still have my flak jacket. I still have my Kevlar. You know, I saw all my gear because you're in a combat environment, even, during, even though you're doing training. And I see all my friends like one by one jump yeah. out of the sky. <sighs> Honestly, that's how I'm like, fuck, I was so fucked. And I see all my friends jump out and you see one parachute, one parachute, one parachute, one parachute, one parachute. And you see them come down. And then we're all making fun. I'm like, ah, that's fucking Sanchez. Uh, that's Chavez or whatever. That's crazy. Because he, he's like, ah, because he, he's fat. I'm like, look, look how fast he's falling. He's so fucking fat, that guy. Even though he's the one jumping out of the airplane, I'm the one passing on MREs. But we're making fun <laughs> of him. What a hater. You know, like, fuck, I'm so fucking fat. Oh, man, it's going to be a crash landing. And then you see him come. And then they, you see him pack their parachutes, do whatever, call for fire. And then, like, fucking two jets come. And... What are the things falling? What is that? I don't know what the fuck they are. Anvils or fucking anvils like fucking like Looney Tunes. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, they're trying to get the fucking Wally Coyote. I don't know some sort of fucking explosives. I see. Way above my pay grade. I don't know what the hell that is. Yeah. But if you know anything about tax dollars, when I saw that event that just happened, I was like, Of course you're calculating the fucking math. Yeah, I was like, dude, this is a fucking ten billion dollar exercise. Like one, 10 billion? Oh, right. Like one, fucking... one, one missile is like a million dollars. You know, oh, I'm like, shit. the plane that it takes to get these motherfuckers in the sky to jump out. What about the jets, jet fuel? Exactly. The yeah. jets, the jet fuel. It's officers in the jets. So those guys are super high ranking dudes. They got to unleash the, the fucking things. All the MREs I got to keep track of. They got to be at least $5. <laughs> Five dollars a pop, you know. Yeah. So, so, Five dollars a pop. Yeah. So I'll was, I was, I was just watch this whole thing, and then it's not until later on because I didn't really understand how much tax, later tax dollars when I was in it, <clears throat> but later on when I started like understanding things, I was like, "Fuck! I can't believe I witnessed like a five billion dollar training session." I'm like, <sighs> like that. But that was really that that memory. Will, I will never see that. You know. Yeah, that? yeah. Like, yeah. Most people never. And that, I mean, I hope I never see that. <laughs> <laughs> right. that memory is like forever, like seared into my brain. The yawning part. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, keeping making sure no one comes to steal my MREs. <laughs> Did you have to wear an apron? No, because oh. that's combat environment. So like. Did they have a fucking camo? No I'm, no, I'm still wearing camis. I'm just fucking around. I know you don't a, wear a I'm fucking a flat apron. jacket. So I have my Kevlar on. I have fucking camo paint on. I have my rifle still. Yeah. Yeah. I have all the shit. It's just. I'm doing the bitch work. <laughs> Damn. And those are the ones that stick out to you the most. Yeah. Like just like really cool moments <laughs> that like for one, no supply guys ever see shit like that. And then number two, even a lot of infantry guys don't see shit like that. You know, was there ever a time then where you were present that you're like, fuck yeah, I'm glad I did this. Yes. So all the combat water survival stuff. What's that? So or what's that like? So um, it's like doing jujitsu in the water except you're wearing full clothes. So the longer you stay in the water, your boots are getting soaked, your clothes are getting soaked. And by water, you're training in a pool? In a pool, yeah. Um, that stuff because, like, you know, as good of a swimmer as anyone can get, when you've ever gone on a cruise ship and you fall off, you're not falling off perfectly in swimming trunks. And, you know, you're falling off in clothes. So, like, during those moments, because I actually really love the water, I was like, oh, shit, this is dope. This is, like, how I would actually need to learn how to swim i need to learn how to swim yeah, i don't need to learn about fucking jets and bombs boring yeah like i need to learn how to swim with clothes on yeah so all of our combat water survival stuff it's like with clothes on and uh so what is that like and usually in a regular pool you're not allowed to jump in with clothes on so i think it's probably the rebellious if it's your if it's your and, own pool yeah yeah it's like the mischievous nature of it like if I just go to some community pool and I just jump in with like t-shirts, shorts, and shoes, yeah, they're like, like get, get the, fuck, the out. fuck out of here. Yeah. So I think the nature that we are, we need to do that right now. All right, Taika. I'm like, this is pretty fucking cool. So why was it cool? Um, just learning different swim techniques, stroke techniques, how to turn in your blouse into like a life jacket, how to turn your trousers into a life jacket. How do you turn your trousers into a life jacket? Well, you take them off and then you, you tie a knot at the bottom of the leg, bottom of the leg. And then you start blowing it. You got to wet it first so that the air doesn't leak. And mm. it turns almost into a balloon. You start blowing air. Well, you first go like this. This is to get your biggest waft of air. 
Then you get your belt, you cinch it. So now it's almost like, you know, when you get a latex glove and you blow enter and you tight, now it becomes like this. Then you put that, the leg, uh, the pants over your neck. Oh, cool. And then you take the two legs and you wrap it in front of you. So now it's like a life jacket and you constantly have to splash water on yeah, it. Yeah, so it doesn't dry. So yeah, it doesn't dry because if it dries in the air, it leaves. So you keep going like that and you can stay afloat for quite a long time like that. Like what, 20 minutes, an hour? I don't know. We never tested the limits of it, but it works. You can tell this motherfucker works. Yeah, sick. Okay, keep going. So like shit like that, I really, really enjoyed. And then also like the uh, drowning aspect where like you have to do these things where you have to save a victim. And of course, the victims are swim instructors. They're panicking. So they're going to come and drown the fuck out of you. Like, that's like what you do, straight right? rear naked, dunk you into okay, the water. Yeah, that's a different panic. Why are they doing What are they trying to? Is it? Are they the enemy? Well, they're, no, they're trying to make it unrealistically hard. So everyone else is easy. Oh, I see. So you actually don't swim and save them. Like if, if this is the swim scenario. It's coming to you. No, I turn around. So I'm facing that way. So that your instructor's behind you. And then you tread water and you go backwards. And you don't know when he's going to grab you. And he's splashing water at the back of your head to like build anxiety the whole time. And you're like, don't worry, sir. I'm here to save you. Don't worry, sir. I'm here to save you. He goes, I'm drowning. I'm drowning. And I think they almost time when you're taking in a breath because they jump up, cover your mouth, and then dunk you in the water. Oh, shit. They dunk you fucking deep into the water. And now they're choking the fuck out of you. And they're all jacked too. And then so what you're supposed to do is scoop water this way, like a Y, because people that are drowning don't like going deeper. So you do three hard strokes. So by that time, you're at the bottom of like a 10 foot pool. Then you feel for like pressure points, which is in the armpit. And you, and you press deep into the armpit and then you peel them off and throw them off. And then you go to the surface. So you just let them drown? Well, you come back up, make sure you're like five feet away. Because they're probably going to work themselves back up. And too. then you go, sir. Don't do that again. <laughs> so you always did you, you did you bribe them with an MR? What is it? MRE? MRE? No, those are instructors. But you always go, sir, don't do that again. And then please hold out your arm. So every uh -oh. every life saving <laughs> starts with a attempt of them drowning you first before you save them. Oh, shit. That's supposed to be like realistic, I guess, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So like that stuff was was actually pretty cool. Yeah, I'm glad you were present for that because that so, is cool. But even stuff like that where like I had a chance to go to uh, the water combat survival school and become an instructor and I love the water and then I didn't go. Like I had chances to go so – like I could go to SEER school, which is like survival, evasion, whatever school where they teach you how to like kill a bunny with the bare hand, skin it, what parts you can eat, what parts you can't eat. You get locked in a box for 17 hours like hostage-style <sighs> hostage training. So much fucking cool shit that almost all my friends did. I'm like, oh, where'd you, where'd you go? I didn't see you for two more or whatever things. And then they'll be like, oh, I was at Sears school. I'm like, oh, okay. It just happened so much. And how so do they much. do it? They just sign up? How did they, how were they doing it and you were so unaware of it? Um, so they would either sign up or if it's part of their job, it's in their pipeline. Oh, I see. So for example, like a Navy SEAL, when you sign up to be a Navy SEAL, it's already lined up. Of course. Like BUDS jump school, dive school, weapons training, land navigation, like all of it's already lined up. So Navy SEALs are actually like, I think like two year pipeline. Like they're in school for like two years before they hit their unit. Uh. So um, when, when you're in the military, if you have gaps, you go to your unit and then go to the school, go to your unit and you go to your school. Mm. So some guys, they get, they get to the unit first and then they're not technically a full fully qualified like job yet and then they get sent to their school and then they come back to the unit go to school come mm, back to the unit. Yeah. so if like the, that unit needs like a specific position yeah then what do they get someone in their unit to be like okay hey you want to we need this guy you qualify for it to not go to school and then bring yeah, it back yeah here. they could do that oh, cool. or they send it to marine corps command <clears throat> and go hey we need a guy like this oh, and then and they then, send that and then that's like their hr and they'll search like who do we have that can do whatever and they send them yeah so that's how people transfer units and stuff too yeah so would you say then that like you're a oh fuck because I, I just feel like you don't really remember much because you were so checked out. <laughs> I mean, I, I remember quite a bit. Yeah. I feel like I, I've uh, I've still been able to share a lot of stories, you know, Yeah. because a lot of it was so cool. But it's just the mindset that I was in at that time. I wasn't really absorbing it all. And then uh. that's the only part that I feel like that's why I always tell you, I'm like, I totally see myself being like a part time firefighter now part-time cop now yeah or like uh I, I told you i even want to go to paramedic school i should get trained up yeah like, i guess before i didn't really understand it because i didn't get this level of like 
depth so you did in get the to story. know me on this podcast yeah more. for sure for sure that like i'm like okay i can see you know because you would tell me on the surface like oh jump school and i'm like oh, okay you jump out of a plane but i think now putting it together in story format and then like showing me the perspective of people that were actually down to do it or it was in their pipeline yeah and and you kind of just seeing it from the outside perspective as checked out as you were and then hearing that experience i'm like fuck that sounds so sick and i so, can see why you would have this big regret yeah like you know when you go on base yeah and you see someone, i don't know i've never been on base but let's say you go on base okay you see someone with wings that's like that's people that jump out of planes right. that's like someone rocking a rolex so on base you're like oh fuck. and you could have had that yeah that Aww. like they got wings right yeah that's silver wings that means you only did a certain amount of jumps when you get gold wings you're like like really up there and you're like oh fuck that's like having a gold rolly at my unit so if you have wings you wear it all the time because it's so fucking badass why would you never wear it just like if you have a rolly you wear it all the time yeah, right? but why would you not wear it at my unit so many people have wings most of them don't wear it that's how many people had wings and that's why i think for me it was so nothing Wow. You know, because for them, they're like, I don't need to wear it because we all have wings. We all jump out of airplanes. So it's like that. But why wouldn't you put it on? Like, I, I thought it would just, you don't take it off of the uniform. Or you have to take it off? You have to take your... Yeah, you have to wash your uniform and stuff. You can't wash it together? No, it's like a metal, like, badge. So they take it off and on. Why not leave it on? You have to take it off to put in the washer. I mean, what would happen if you don't take it off? Probably get scuffed and start chipping and stuff. Oh, I see. I it's, see. it's metal. You know, it's like throwing a Rolex in a in, a, in your... I see, I see. I see, I see, I see. That's how crazy it was. So I had that attitude. But I, I, so it's, it's like having, um, oh, you know who has this attitude? Black belts. Black belts in jujitsu, like, you will go like, wait, aren't you a third degree? And they're wearing a black belt with zero stripes on it. Because to them, they've already hit it. So it doesn't matter. It's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. They don't really give a fuck about the stripes. So, you know, our, like, Taika's jujitsu coach, I think he's a third or fourth degree. Some of his black belts don't have stripes on it. He doesn't give a fuck. Who cares? White belts do, right? Every single stripe. I'm like very, very proud of it. Yeah. So that's how it is. It's like when these guys wow. are fucking badass, everyone's so fucking badass. Yeah, yeah. That they don't have the peacock at all. They don't, yeah, they don't have the peacock. And then, but so I just got that side of it without doing the work. And then so for me, it just, be, I, that's what I absorbed. And I'm yeah. like, oh, okay, jump school, whatever. And it's not until later, I'm like, oh, fuck, not everyone got the opportunities that I had. Yeah. Dang. Yeah, so I, I, I definitely do empathize with you and I've been empathizing with you with this regret because you're not someone that talks about regrets. Yeah. So anytime you ever do bring a re uh, up that it is a regret, I'm always very keen to like listen to it and, and whenever I hear that you want to pursue something, that's I'm always like down for it. You know, like you wanted to re-enlist and I'm like, dude, Taika's barely like a year old. Like, are you sure you want to devote that much time away from your family? Because like, Taika's adolescence is so short. Yeah. Um, but I was always still for that, you know? Like, I think you wanted to even do paramedic. You wanted to be that. And I'm like, okay, yeah, then just do that. You know, like, I, but now more so than ever, I'm like, oh, fuck, I really get where you're coming from. Yeah. And like, it's, and it's so, and you know, me too. Like, I'm a fucking weasel. So I'm trying to always make things work somehow. Like, recently, I even came across a Arizona search and rescue page. So all they do is like, like helicopters come, the guys come, they help save people. Like, so I'm in a mindset, of like I want to use tools to help and save people. You know, that's why I'm a little bit iffy about becoming a part-time cop because I don't want to enforce the law. Yeah. I like cool skills to help people. That's like where my heart's at. So I saw that and I was like, oh, you know what's really close to Arizona? The Hoover Dam, Hoover Dam in, in Nevada. So I was like, maybe they they have a Arizona like search and rescue team that's close to Nevada and I could just drive there for work like 30, 40 minutes a day because we're technically 30 minutes from Arizona. So I actually DM'd them. Wow. Like, I was like, where's your closest uh, station to Nevada? And that one was, it was still like two hours away. I was like, oh, okay. But I'm all, yeah, I'm constantly trying to figure out like how I can get more involved in this space, this type of training and stuff, you know? Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. Well, thank you for sharing all of that. I feel like they're like, I didn't even, I feel like I didn't even scratch the surface. I feel like you could talk about this whole experience for like three hours straight. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if you were present enough to remember any of that shit. I know. Yeah, but is there anything else you want to share? No. Yeah, it's pretty badass. You did a bunch of pretty badass shit, even though you were just handing out MREs. I'm the guy that's probably like, you know, like game seven of the NBA finals. And it's like, yes, 
I'm the guy that dries the floor when NBA guys sweat on the ground, but I was still there. Yeah, yeah, I've never been there. And then, but I had the attitude of, fuck, I'm just here to wipe the floors versus I literally witnessed the Michael Jordan last dance moment, but I'm so stuck in my head of, what the fuck is this? You know, that I didn't go, wait, I was in a moment of history where I witnessed greatness and I didn't take it all in. Yeah. So that's why I'm regretful. And now I'm back at Madison Square Garden just... <laughs> what could have been? Yeah. Uh, so then, what's your takeaway then for Taika? You um, had to ask me what what did my parental brain take away uh, from my personal experience. So my biggest thing is I want him to be present, and I don't want him to think Cuny. there's a clock. You know, because like that was my biggest thing. I thought like you had to graduate college in four years or five years. You had to do it. whatever. And you look back, like when by the time I was 28 doing JK full time, I'm like. Whether or not I graduated college at 21, 25, 28, didn't fucking matter. What matters is, did I get full experience military? And completing it. Yeah. And then full experience college. Like in college. You didn't do that either. I should have studied abroad. I should have done so many things. But I just had these imaginary timelines that by the time you get to that age, it doesn't matter. So for Taika, I want to have no timelines. It's so cool. Just whatever you're doing, if you're in it, squeeze all the juice out of that lemon he's got a strong grip and then move on you know and then yeah. and then move on when you felt like you squeeze all the juice out of it yeah that's so cuny i love that i have so many half squeezed lemons in my life that i'm like god damn it there's so much juice left <laughs> <laughs> well i don't know i'll i'll help you at, as much as i can to squeeze out from maybe a new lemon that might i don't know help for the other ones that were half squeezed thank you can I squeeze your lemons? No. <laughs> I hurt. thought you were going to help me. Yeah. No, not my lemons. You uh, could squeeze your own lemons. I'm talking about your lemons, bruh. Mine's are cherries. Uh, excuse me. What? They're that small. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Well, anyway, on that note, is there anything else you want to add? Nope. Okay. Anything else you want to add? Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you guys for watching this. It was really cool um, getting personal with you guys because a lot of these are kind of like husband and wife thoughts, but it was cool that... Through this, uh, Gio has learned even more about me. And I, I would say that's the lesson to all of you guys. Like a lot of us, especially growing up in immigrant families, you have like a very like arbitrary timeline. I got to do this by this, this by this. None of it matters. Experience the most out of your life. Be in the moment. And um, that way, because you never know when the same opportunity, opportunity is going to present itself. So make sure you squeeze the juice when you have the fruit in your hand. And also, if you want to support me and Gio, the best way is go to our website, barbergate.com. Um, that brand makes this podcast possible. We got supplements. We got apparel. We got, um, what else do we have? Programs. Programs. We got equipment. And then our YouTube channel, Bar Brigade, where we always have all kinds of fun fitness content. See you guys next time.